0: All
1: right, folks, welcome back to another edition of John Solomon Reports, as you've probably just figured out. I am not John Solomon. I am Daniel Payne. I'm a reporter with Just the News, and I am filling in for John today. Um, I filled him before, and I've always enjoyed it. I hope you all have enjoyed it. And if you haven't, as always, please direct your comments. You know, you can send them right to me. You don't have to send them to John. If you don't like the way I do things here, you're welcome to just email me, and I'll, I'll address your concerns uh, accordingly. Um, I'm happy to be here today. We have an excellent guest, Mr. Alfredo Ortiz, the President and CEO of the Job Creators Network. That's a wonderful wonderful advocacy group um, that's done a lot of great work and is currently doing work to address a lot of the fallout from the the uh, you know kind of chaos in Georgia over the last several weeks and and uh, about month and a half or so related to their new voting law. So we will be talking with him about that, and he's got some uh, some great insight into what's been going on down there and uh, some uh, some burgeoning efforts to try and uh, counteract that effect. But uh, you know, in the meantime, one thing we 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 might uh, look on is um, you know that the, that the. the Excitement over that Georgia law, the, the backlash and the rage and the, you know, demonstrations and the corporate denunciations of it, you know, that wasn't too long ago. That was, uh, you know, just uh, last month really is when it when it really heated up and, and kind of went nuts. And, you know, MLB pulled its all-star game out of there. Uh, multiple corporations that are headquartered in Georgia strongly denounced it and signaled they would work to oppose it. And that was there for a few weeks. It was this, uh, you know, kind of huge... Um, a uh, huge, big deal. And now it it's kind of uh, died down in a lot of ways. You really don't see it as much in the news anymore. Uh, certainly not uh, as much as you did in those first few days after it really, uh, really sort of got heated and you know, the notable thing, of course, is that the the economic fallout from it is still ongoing. The loss of, uh, you know, the MLB All-Star Game in particular, which, as I said, we'll talk about in a little bit with um, Mr. Ortiz, uh, that that uh, pain is still being felt by so many Georgians uh, who have, you know, the uh, business owners who have lost business, employees who have, uh, you know, lost jobs because of it. So that that's still ongoing and very real. But the sort of uh, uh, media fracas over it has mostly died down. And that's kind of interesting because, you know, at the time, the the law was passed and that you know it became known. It, it was spun as you know kind of this this second coming of Jim Crow, right? That it was it was styled as this uh, this new era of voter suppression, where you know uh, uh, Georgia Republicans were were clamping down on the right to vote and were going to ensure uh, that you know so many voters couldn't get to the polls and it was going to be just an all out war on uh, U.S. voting rights and you know. W- one thing that drove so much of that was uh you know media coverage of it which was uh you know perhaps unsurprisingly sensationalist and and sort of outrageous but but didn't really address the actual substance of that law and what what you actually see is when you when you actually look at the substance of the law, it's it's really uh, quite mild in terms of election reform. It made some uh, you know tweaks to uh, to voting hours, uh, to dropbox regulations, uh, to ID requirements, in particular for uh, mail in voting. Uh, nothing at all uh, major. No no huge earthquake, um, but. Uh, the response to it, of course, was uh, was as if it had been an earthquake. It was cataclysmic, but since that, you know, the the, the coverage of it has dropped off and everything's kind of died down. I, I think that you can take that as kind of a, a pretty telling indication of, of the substance of the law itself, which was ultimately unremarkable. You know, you can keep uh, a frenetic, uh, you know, media environment on that sort of thing going for for a little while uh, but eventually you know even even the folks who are maybe less inclined to click through a link and, and actually read a law they're probably going to find out that that the uh, you know the law itself is, is is not as draconian and as as evil as it's painted out to be so I think that that was a you know sort of a, a, a way to sort of Indicate that uh, that what was being spun back then was was just really not accurate. That uh, that it's just not being covered anymore. You know, if it was the kind of uh, you know once a, literally once in a century voter suppression effort, you'd think you'd see more headlines about it even now. But it's just it's just kind of died down. And you know that's one thing that that it's so critical for media outlets to do, and which many of them are, are largely uninterested in doing, is actually. Uh, you know, giving just a, a, a primary, uh, first-hand, uh, you know, unfiltered facts to their readers. And, and you know, most often that is going to come in the form of primary sources, which in this case would actually be the law itself. You know, just the news, we, we really make a, a diligent uh, effort every single day to link as much primary sources as we can to anything we're reporting on. You know, if that's some documents that we uncovered via FOIA, if it's a law, if it's a, a proclamation from the president's desk, if it's an executive order, anything like that, um, we, we make the effort to let our readers peruse that. And there are some other outlets that do that. There are many that don't one thing for 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 consumers of media to look for when they're when they're consuming media coverage when they're reading reports when they're reading you know newspapers or uh, uh, you know I guess in this case websites uh, uh, you know with news reports is is do you have access to that which is being reported on you know if it's something that can be provided do you have access to the primary documents to the sources uh, to maybe the transcripts to maybe the uh, you know, official receipts or, or whatever the case may be. Um, that's, that's one thing we strive to do with just the news, and it's something that, that all responsible news outlets should strive to do. And I think that uh, if you had seen more of that, certainly in this, in this case with the Georgia voting law, if more news outlets had said, look, uh, here's the law, here's uh, a rundown of everything that happens in it, uh, you know, play by play, Here's the actual text of the law itself that you can read. I think when you have that sort of thorough, unbiased journalism, then you just have a much more responsible media environment. And you have much more informed and consequently responsible readers as well. So that's something that you didn't see a whole lot of. And in fact, it's something that you don't see a whole lot of in so much of the media these days. Uh, You didn't see it last month. Uh, and and you just don't encounter it as much uh, with major media outlets as well. So that is something we work to do, and um, and we really um, uh, work to, to to provide our readers every day. So you know, as is the case with this uh, with Georgia law, these things often you know sort of die down. Their moment in the sun passes, and and uh, you know the hysteria dies down. But you know, I think one one thing that was rather troubling about. Uh, uh, that whole affair was it, it. really signaled, I think, a pretty, a pretty uh, concerning portent of, of what's to come as far as uh, you know election reform laws in this country. Now, you know, you can you can agree with election reform laws like that. You can disagree with them. You can uh, you know think they're they're absolutely critical. You can think they're not necessary, and and you know you oppose them with with all your being. But the 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 most important thing is that you get a, an unbiased. Uh, Look at at what these laws are, uh, what legislators are attempting to do, what kind of measures they're attempting to pass. Uh, you know, at the state level, uh, what effect they'll have on uh, on you know the the voting body of citizens. Um, so a- as you see more of these laws come down the pipe, and they are coming. Uh, state legislatures are really making uh, you know pretty concerted efforts to to pass more laws like this across the country what what's concerning is that this sort of you know media circus kind of thing is going to play out over and over again as more and more states enact these types of laws you know it's a, again regardless of whether or not you you actually support them or you oppose them what's most critical is that you know as many Americans as possible get as thorough and unbiased and fair a view of of these laws as they can and if if this whole sort of uh, uh, sort of weird media psychosis and, and you know uh, pundit freak out and and you know activist push occurs every time one of these laws is passed. Then we're not going to have that sort of unbiased view. We're not going to have that sort of uh, you know uh, uh, reasonable look at at what's being proposed and what's being enacted. We're just going to have more and more freakouts. We're going to have more and more corporations you know pulling up stakes for for what they see as more uh, uh, favorable climates in other states. And you're going to have more economic fallout. You're going to have more people hurting from job losses and loss of income. So you know it, it's not just uh, uh, sort of a, a philosophical matter of fairness or, or accuracy or anything like that, uh, this type of, of coverage and this type of popular response to, to uh, legislation of this variety, it has consequences. It has fallout. There are people who can't make their bills, who can't make their mortgage, who, who aren't sure you know, uh, uh, how they're going to make their next car payment uh, because of uh, the, the you know, sort of wildly uh, distorted and irresponsible approach that was taken to this and and so you know what what we're hoping is that you know uh, and, and you know that we can have a, a small effect on this as well just the news but that that every news organization might consider uh, really you know covering uh, these sorts of things uh, just much more upfront honestly fairly and that you know within our, our media environment we can have sort of a a, a comprehensive and and fair look at you know these laws and, and any other laws, of course, that uh, that are being passed, and any other societal or cultural developments that um, that just in general that our, our our you know media industry do a better job of covering critical issues and ensuring that they're doing it you know without uh, overhyping it or sensationalizing it in any way that uh, that just the facts are presented so. Uh, we're glad to bring you those every day. And as I said, we are glad to bring you uh, Alfredo Ortiz coming up. He's going to have some great insight into what's going on at Georgia and what's going on uh, uh, next down there uh, as the fallout continues and as uh, you know, pushback to that, uh, that sort of hysteria continues as well.
0: So we'll talk with him soon, so please stick around.
1: All right, folks. Welcome back to John Solomon Reports. Uh, as I said, this is Daniel Payne. I'm a reporter for Just the News. I'm subbing in for John Solomon today. And we have an excellent guest with us today uh, to talk about the last several weeks or months in Georgia, the madness down there and um, uh, the effect that um, a lot of uh, uh, decisions by business leaders in that state are having uh, on the, uh, the economic climate in that state and what's being done about it. We have Mr. Alfredo Ortiz. He is the president and CEO of the Job Creators Network. Thank you for being here with us today, Alfredo.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. appreciate
1: it. So, uh, you know, Georgia has been uh, obviously in a state of, of uh, significant turmoil in recent weeks following um, in, in no small part the uh, Major League Baseball organization's decision to remove its all-star game Uh, from the state this year in protest over Georgia's new election reform law. Now, as we know, that Uh, election law, you know, implemented some modest election reforms, uh, nothing at all major, but there was a huge backlash to it with with folks claiming it was, you know, a a second coming of Jim Crow and this horrible uh, act of oppression. And, uh, you know, among the most major decisions by business leaders was MLB's decision to move its all-star game to Colorado. Um, And Alfredo, you've been uh, sort of at the forefront of efforts to respond to that and and try and um, uh, you know, mitigate and maybe even reverse some of the fallout associated with that move. So, can you tell us what you and the Job Creators Network have been up to in that regard?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, it really has been a disaster for the state, uh, the state's uh, you know small business owners. Which really, uh, in many cases, really it's it's a uh, you know minority small business owners in particular. When you look at Atlanta, for example, versus Denver, Atlanta has fifty-one percent. Uh, african-american population denver nine percent when you look at the number of black-owned businesses i mean this is what's amazing colorado versus georgia georgia has about nine times as many black-owned small businesses as colorado yet supposedly you know from the president and Stacey abrams they're saying that the big reason why they they balked at the uh, georgia voting laws is to help our black uh you know our, our black voters in 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 the state um and uh, that was the whole sole reason but you know, interestingly, uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the biggest paper in the state of Georgia, did a poll early January and found that three quarters, I mean, this was amazing, three quarters of Georgia voters supported voter ID, <laughs> including two-thirds right. of black voters, right. and almost 90 percent of those making under $25,000. So the very group that uh, President Biden and Stacey Abrams claimed are trying to help actually support voter ID. Right. And in fact, I think 98 percent of all voters in Georgia have uh, uh, IDs already. And so, you know, the, the, the move to uh, Colorado, we believe that decision by Major League Baseball and quite friend, frankly, kind of perpetuated and, and, and egged on by Delta and Coca-Cola um, really was completely unnecessary. And so that's why we've been so vocal about this because look, $100 million uh, basically have lost economic revenue to these uh, small businesses across the country, excuse me, across the state
1: of Georgia. And so, I mean, what. What do you think is the—in light of the the sort of demographic realities of, of, you know, the political opinions of so many people in Georgia— uh, being out of step with those of uh, the MLB and and so many other corporations, what do you think led these corporations and businesses to to make this decision to to fight against this law, uh, sort of in in contravention of the the uh, political desires of of the very people they say they're trying to help? What 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 motivates a decision like that?
2: Well, look, I mean, uh, the the ringleader of all of this was Stacey Abrams, um, and 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 interestingly enough, if you look at back in you know, the 2018 election, um, you know, she called for election reform, uh, you know, based on the race that she had. She said there were, there were uh, irregularities in Georgia voting uh, laws and stuff like that. President Trump called it as well. So, you know, as far as we're concerned, I mean, I think what they were trying to do is basically address both sides and in some cases codify some of the um, some of the, the, the uh, voting allowances that were uh, provided because of the covid uh, pandemic, um, things were allowed, for example, like voting boxes that had actually not been written in and codified in Georgia voting laws. Um, now that is now that's actually put in there. And then, you know, this claim that there's less voting hours now that, you know, to to negatively impact, you know, the black voting community. Right. Um, uh, is just a total lie. In fact, I believe I, I, I looked into this. I believe there are actually eight more hours now uh, versus what it used to be right. in terms of, you know, uh, time to be able to vote. And so, you know the only thing I can think of to answer that question is from a motivation standpoint, it was strictly political. Um, and unfortunately you had, uh, kind of the, the ringleader from a business standpoint with Delta, um, that kind of took the charge to kind of spread what I call kind of the dissemination of misinformation. Right. Um, you know, I, I think they were very culpable on that and, 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 you know, we think they should be held accountable. I mean, you kind of expect this out of politicians, right? We all kind of expect politicians to lie through their teeth, I guess, at this point. Uh, but you really expect these corporations that, you know, represent the beverages we drink, the cars we drive, the planes we fly to really kind of be held to a much higher standard in terms of telling the truth to the American public. And, and we believe, you know, uh, sadly, I mean, Delta was actually involved in the negotiation, and this comes right from the governor um, is that they were involved in negotiations all the way to the very end and so for them to then come out you know basically after the fact complaining about it just makes no sense to us
1: right right well so the 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 job creators network you know you've uh, obviously uh, uh, that organization has been at the forefront of so much uh, business advocacy in the U.S. Uh, for for many years now. Um, what what are y'all doing? Or you know, you, you yourself or the the, the JCN? Uh, are, what are y'all doing to you know maybe uh, uh, try and um, uh, you know counteract this this sort of uh, uh, bizarre narrative and and uh, you know yeah. maybe uh, you know uh, b- bring back jobs or or sort of uh, mitigate some of the economic fallout.
2: Yeah. So, so one of the one of the first things that, that we did is, uh, you know, we love billboards at Job Creators Network. We, we put one up on Times Square, uh, hitting AOC on the Amazon pullout. Yes. Um, and that was very effective. So in this particular case, we actually put up a billboard on April 9th. Um, and uh, in addition to that, we also took out a full page ad out in The New York Times. But the billboard read, hey, Commissioner Rob, keep your eye on the ball, not politics. <laughs> um, and uh, shook him up a little bit on that one, but then we took another one out uh, a couple weeks later um, in the same spot, and we read that one was a little bit more interesting, and I think it got uh, a little bit more attention. It said, hey, Rob, all strikes and no balls. Mark.
1: Uh, and, uh, you know, people seem to
2: get a chuckle just like you did, but, uh, you know, in this particular case, we think that uh, was an appropriate uh, statement because the reason why he pulled it out really was not justified. The reason why he pulled the game out of Atlanta... And the damage that it had, like I said, the $100 million damage and impact to small business owners across the state of Georgia, in particular our minority small business owners, you know, completely unjustified. And, uh, you know, what we've said is if he really wants to show that he does have a pair, he should bring it back uh, to the state of Georgia. That's going to take a lot more guts to do that because he's going to have to stand up to, you know, the, the, the political operatives like Stacey Abrams and even the president who at an ESPN press conference said, well, I'll have no problem if Georgia, you know, if MLB decides to move the game out of Georgia to Denver. Right. Um, So, you know, basically kind of having the blessing of the president to move that. And and again, we think all of this was so unnecessary because when you look at the uh, actual Georgia voting law, which they're effectively protesting, I mean, it really does make it easy to vote hard to cheat. Um, And, uh, you know, all the different elements. And I've actually gone through the state legislator that actually wrote the law, uh, Barry Fleming, uh, and went through probably the top eight uh, biggest complaints or challenges or issues that the left has with that. And um, they're all false. They're all myths.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, certainly it's going to be kind of this Herculean effort to to sort of a Uh, Address that and and push back against all of the, the, you know, strange, inexplicable falsehoods that have been, you know, propagated about this law, but uh, certainly think y'all are among the group's best poised to do it, so we will be looking for that. Mr. Ortiz, thank you so much today, and uh, keep up the great work, and we'll be following your progress, and we'd love to have you back at some time.
2: Thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it.
0: All right, now, thank you.
1: All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us today. As I said, I am Daniel Payne. I'm a reporter at Just the News, filling in for John Solomon today. Always happy to be here and always happy to uh, talk to some good guests and share some good information with y'all, and I hope we get to do it again soon. Uh, you know, we, we talked about um, uh, uh, voting laws and voting reform today. Uh, one thing that I would um, uh, urge uh, our listeners to keep an eye on is two efforts in both Texas and and Ohio. Uh, both are um, uh, attempting, uh, the legislatures and both are attempting to pass some election reform bills. Uh, so we may see uh, sort of similar fights or struggles or, or, or sort of controversies break out there. Of course, we will be covering them thoroughly at Just the News. Uh, any uh, any issues like that, we're always on top of. So please do follow us there uh, to see the latest in election reform laws and other Uh, national news items that you need to know.
0: Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you back here real soon. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you gotta do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. G-O-L-D, GOLD. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. 800-200-4653, GOLD. Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of